Hello, and welcome to the Adam Rabbit Galaxy podcast, where we combine crystals, manifestation, and mindset work. I'm your host, Ashley, creator of the best-selling Etsy shop, Adam Rabbit, crystal enthusiast, and professional hype girl. I'm so happy your intuition led you here today. Now let's dive in. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy to be back and want to welcome you to season two of the Adam Rabbit Galaxy podcast. Now, season one just kind of fizzled out. There wasn't a regular schedule of any kind, but I thank you for listening and your support. I did some soul searching recently and finally figured out what was holding me back when it came to this podcast. It wasn't the lack of time, even though I am busy and overwhelmed at times. I also went through a lot of grief and the sudden loss of my grandpa and Joe's best friend, but the podcast brings me joy. It's exciting. I love creating and discussing topics I'm really interested in. I love hearing your feedback and ideas for episodes, so in my heart, if I want wanted to, I would make the time for the podcast. It just wasn't a priority. Not even 15 minutes a day, which I kept including on my goals and manifestation list to write more, record more, and to be able to be a light for people or an inspiration. But I just couldn't bring myself to outline an episode and certainly not record one. So I had to do some soul searching because this is something I genuinely like and have time for. I just wasn't doing it, which is even more frustrating. Once I began journaling again, which I believe is so important for mindfulness and growth and really getting into that flow-like state while writing, I started to notice I had some fear creeping into my stream of consciousness. Every time I wrote something I wanted to focus on or call into my life, I heard this negative voice telling me, oh, that'll never happen, or own a house, yeah, right, not in this economy, and usually my self-talk is pretty positive and optimistic. So this was out of the ordinary for me. I love to daydream and just try to embody something new and crazy to show up like I've already reached that next level in my life. But my heart and my mind became misaligned. My heart still wanted to have a successful business, to be happy and healthy, a great stepmom, one day have my own retail space and an office, a house and a car I love, and just to feel really good and help others do the same. All of these things were still really important to me, but I felt like I was just going through the motions for the last six months or so, writing the manifestations down, but not really feeling worthy of them coming to fruition, checking things off my to-do list, but never feeling like I accomplished anything and nothing was ever felt good enough. And again, noticing more and more negative self-talk creep in. About a month ago, I began comparing myself to other crystal and jewelry shops that have been around for 10 years like myself, which is something I always vow to not do. I'm a firm believer that everything happens in divine timing and comparison is the thief of joy. But I just was no longer embodying that. My mind was just going crazy with comparison. Little things that I would have never given a second thought to a year ago, like follower count and photography style, suddenly started to trigger this shame inside of me. And it probably would have been easier to work through if it was like feelings of jealousy, 
But it was this darker undercurrent of shame, like I'm not where I should be, I'm not doing good enough, I'll never be able to reach my goals or provide a good life for my stepchildren or family, and I just felt stuck. This led me to start applying for other jobs on Indeed, and the negative self-talk became even louder and more frequent. Now the self-sabotaging was going from this podcast isn't interesting and no one's going to want to listen to me to the online sales are down from last year. I guess my time is up. It was fun while it lasted. And then as I was looking for jobs, which there's no shame in, by the way, do what you have to do to survive. But I was looking for a job from a place of fear, not necessarily because I financially had to or because I wanted to. I was just coming from this fear that it's all over and it's never going to be enough. Well, even as I'm applying for jobs on Indeed, while other people in my life are trying to reassure me that it's okay, I'll figure it out. It's tough for everyone right now. Inflation, the economy, we're all feeling it to some degree. But I was applying and thinking, who's going to want to hire someone that's been self-employed for five years? I'll never be able to figure like out how to teach completely virtual. There's 150 people applying. Why would they pick me? Every day I invented a new negative story. And to no surprise, as the negative self-talk got out of control, the things I feared started showing up. It became a self-fulfilling prophecy. I applied for about 10 jobs Everything from an entry-level private investigator, teaching and tutoring jobs, looking into teaching at a prison, and a few special education um, type of jobs, all of which I was qualified for, even the prison job. But I just wasn't getting any follow-ups from the employers. In retrospect, now that the negative self-talk is more manageable, it's kind of funny because a few of these jobs I was getting instantly declined from. Like I would apply and then boom, email, you are not selected. And one of them was actually a crystal business. So it did feel like something bigger was happening. And I finally started to feel curious about the lessons surrounding all of the fear and doubt instead of just thinking like, well, I knew it, I'm screwed. So a few weeks ago, Joe and I were at Phoenix Flea, which is our largest in-person event of the year, and we were doing really well, which was a huge relief since I had been feeling really down when it came to Adam Rabbit and my creativity, but actually working our vendor booth and being there all day, which Joe typically does without me, it really helped me gain some of my confidence back. When I was in the bathroom at Phoenix Flea, I noticed I had someone email me and reach out about an interview, finally. And this was for the Special Olympics, which was one of the jobs I was really hoping to hear back from. But the thing was, when I saw that email, I didn't get excited at all. I didn't think, oh, this is such a great opportunity. I knew they would contact me. Yay. Um, I hope I get it. My immediate first reaction was, shit. Now I have to cancel on the Special Olympics, which, by the way, I feel like your intuition is always there guiding you. It's your first response, that first nudge. And when my intuition was telling me, I don't really want this job, and now I have to email them back and tell them something along the lines of thanks, but no thanks, and feel like a flake, which is something I hate to do. 
So that was a huge indicator for me that my heart was actually still with Adam Rabbit. I walked back to my booth from the bathroom, and before I could even tell Joe, I immediately saw one of my really good teacher friends um, talking to Joe, and he was one of my best friends while teaching. We worked together for six years. Our families are friends. We ate lunch together almost every day, and he just made the job so much more fun and tolerable. Anyway, we got to chatting and he starts telling me all of the open positions within the district he's at because a few weeks prior, I told him I'm feeling all over the place when it comes to Adam Rabbit and I might be interested in going back into education if there was a good fit. So as he's sharing a few positions he saw available, I quickly cut him off and was like, oh yeah, never mind. I'm sticking with jewelry. It's fine. I was just kind of freaking out and getting paranoid. And Joe was actually surprised at my response since I previously have spent so much time coming from a place of fear and doubt. And I was finally committing myself again to my dream. Both of these things happened so quickly within minutes of each other. It felt like months of worrying was coming to an end when I was finally able to truly listen to my intuition, even if it had been previously overshadowed by negative self-talk. And I just began to commit to that dream and my manifestations again, rather than coming from a place of fear and comparison. Anytime you are going through a transition in your life or you feel yourself growing and expanding is a great opportunity to go crystal shopping. I mean, there's really no wrong time to add a new crystal baby to your collection, but I always find the most meaningful pieces when there is some change and chaos happening around me. Finding your power crystal is an intuitive way to find a crystal you will use again and again. For example, rather than looking up crystals that'll help with attracting for love and then shopping for rose quartz or emerald, finding your power crystal will take more time, but I think has a bigger impact. First, you have to be open to your intuition and notice the synchronicities happening around you. My favorite way to be more in touch with my intuition is to practice being more present, really listening to people, not daydreaming or scrolling and showing up fully for one experience at a time, not rushing through it and just radically accepting what is going on around you. I want to do another episode on this topic because acceptance is not always fun and not always pretty. (laughs) Once your intuition is a priority and you are finally feeling really aware, this can also be a very blissful feeling where you keep telling yourself, I knew this was going to happen, and it does, and it's actually something very good. Notice what crystal you feel the deepest pull or connection to. That's your time to start shopping. This crystal also might be showing up in your life without you looking for it. When I began my crystal journey, amethyst was my power crystal. And amethyst has actually changed my life by allowing me to focus on Adam Rabbit full time. But for a while, it sh- it was clear course. That was my power crystal. Um, When I needed focus and clarity, clear quartz was there for me. Anytime I worked with it, I felt like decisions were just easier to make. Lately, though, I'm going back to amethyst. That feels like my power crystal again. Recently, going through all of these um, 
changes. I've gifted Amethyst a few times in the past week or so to people who have really connected with it. They began their crystal collection with it. And I feel like it's helping remind me to let go of fear and doubt. Now, those meanings might not be in a crystal dictionary when you look them up with amethyst, but that's the magic of finding your power crystal, finding that special and significant connection for you and your life. Thank you for tuning in today. You know I like to keep it light and bright and joyful, but I felt like it was important to share this experience, what I've been going through, that even if you are someone that is mindful, fear and comparison are something you will probably have to continually work through, which is okay. It doesn't mean it's all over and you are doomed. Just something that needs your attention so you can create the life of your dreams. If you enjoyed this episode today, I would love to hear from you on Instagram or Facebook, sending you so much love and magic, and I'll see you in the next episode, which is coming very soon. Bye.